It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. I want to welcome in everybody tuning into the noon report. The new one, new report, real news, folks, real news. For this, this is for adults. Obviously, it's family friendly and children, but I mean for individuals is a better word that want to find out what's really going on without the local media spin, without the local media uh, arrangements and deals. And this portion of our program, folks, is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. While the Christmas season is underway they have everything you need decorating your home, your office, balsam, Fraser fir, cut trees, uh, six to nine inches tall, potted live trees. I stopped in there, folks. It is it is a winter wonderland. Custom handmade wreaths that are beautiful. Debbie is so talented. Ten to uh, 60 inches in size. They also have just Christmas swag and mistletoe and hanging baskets and roping and cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Uh, also, beautiful birdhouses. That makes a great gift. And sleighs that are custom made from a local artist. It's open every day. Look for them on Facebook. I really like how they are posting and capturing themselves on Facebook. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Shop local. Great service. Great products. Stop in and see them. Uh, I'm gonna. We have a posting going up a little bit later. A little bit later regarding um, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, but if uh, or Gorbea is um, as our friend Jeff Lemire likes to say, Nellie Gorbea. But folks, if you check out petro.com you can uh, see the footage. We were at the Providence Christmas tree the other day. Uh, the Alorza Christmas tree leaves a little bit to be desired. And also news: Vinnie Paz had gotten engaged. Third investigation: the naked fat test. Cicilline, we have um, uh, information coming up on Nelly Gorbea and a lot more, folks. It's a happening if you visit and you can. They're open twenty four seven. And also, by the way, today in the shop uh, on depetro.com, great merchandise. Do some Christmas shopping. Fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. There's a promo code you put in, and you get fifteen percent off. What's that promo code? Hold on, I had it just a moment ago. I have all this posted on Facebook. Um, but the promo code, where are you, is, it's right, there it is. Promo code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. And you get 15% off everything in the store. Mugs, glasses, hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts, Ola, uh, Coinomatic, Wine After Dark, the whole thing. Uh, beautiful, um, you know, things if you like to drink wine, there's all kinds of things that are there. Uh, water bottles. What do they call that? It's a um, the wine tumbler. The wine tumbler. And uh, there's that. There's the glasses, the sweatshirts. Folks, do some Christmas shopping and you support the show. And 15% off today until midnight with uh, promo code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. Again, I have that on the Facebook page, but it's in the shop at DePetro.com. Folks, as always, visit the website depetro.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Stop in. You're going to find out the brood difference. Brood Awakenings, Johnston location, they're open. Um, and also Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, the, the new location, which happens to be in Providence, right there, 100 Westminster, and then also Bald Hill Road, uh, Route 2 in Warwick. Uh, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, to say the least. I love that word. And then you can have, there's booze in uh, the, the Providence location, the um, Johnston, one of the Johnston locations, the work location. But it's a great place to meet up with friends or meet with people. It's at Brood Awakenings. And remember, online at broodcoffeeshop.com. Nicole Solis is going to join me coming up at 1230. She is the courageous South Kingstown mom who is challenging uh, well, the teachers have been going after her. The teachers unions, by the way. And I mentioned last hour, um, this is where, folks, right now, it's 12-11. Good afternoon again. Everybody on Facebook Live, you just find the page. If you go to my Facebook page, John DePietro Show, you can find R.I. Juan News. So that's just an easy way um, if you if you go there. And if you go to the website, you can get to the Facebook page. But um, before I talk about Governor McKee, there's, there's just a, a great piece in the this morning's Wall Street Journal, where former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg. Now, I recognize that Mike Bloomberg did not run a good presidential campaign, and he didn't. 
However, he's a wildly successful businessman, billionaire several times over. All right, it's true. He was paired up with Raimondo, but he, um, listen, the guy's a brilliant guy, and he has a good piece in the Wall Street Journal that he's going to give Mike Bloomberg, former mayor of New York, he's going to uh, donate $750 million, $750 million for charter schools. And he writes that the, you know, the public education program is just public schools are broken. You know, I mentioned it last year. People are really discovering it, let alone when you have critical race theory and just there's, there's no it's it's a failed experiment. It's a failed experiment. And I recognize the problem is right now in Rhode Island. We we don't have I mean, there's one person that's announced on the Republican side that they're going to run for governor, Dean Darlington. But he certainly isn't vocal about it. I'll give him that. Um, he's not vocal. We need someone who's going to speak out of half of the taxpayers. Now, everyone's saying that there's another Republican candidate that's going to enter the race. And that remains to be seen. But so far, no one is challenging uh, Governor McKee and some of their actions. And I also I want you to understand, I. Um, <clears throat> I remember. I remember in the 80s now. I was still in college and so forth. But when Governor Dupree was the governor and there was the famous and, and those of you that if you have lived around here now, again, um, you know, I, I was raised in Rhode Island. It's true. I, I left and I was gone. I was in New York basically for the 90s, but I always followed the news and so forth. But anyhow, in the late 80s, Governor Dupree, they pulled off what was known as the Cranston land deal, which was there's someone that owned this woman owned this land in Cranston. I spoke to her many years ago, but she tried everything to get zoning to get it approved to be developed and she just couldn't get the zoning on it. And then she she then, because she couldn't get the zoning on it, she sold it to Dennis Dupreet, the son of Governor Dupreet. And it's the famous story known as the Cranston land deal. And and think of this, the governor, you know, it's Governor Dupreet. He's the governor at the time, former mayor of Cranston. And in, in he, Devinus Dupree and his, they, they bought the land. And in one day, they got the zoning changed. This woman tried everything to get the zoning changed for residential, for, excuse me, for commercial use in Western Cranston. Couldn't get it, couldn't get the zoning changed. You know, hired an attorney, appeal, everything. And then Dennis Dupree, the famous Cranston, in one day, Dennis Dupree, they got... The zoning changed on the land and then in one day flipped it to a, a, a developer in Texas and they made one million in one day. And it became you know known as the famous Cranston land deal. And the thing about that that was so frustrating at the time was everyone knew it was corrupt. <clears throat> but the Dupreet mantra, and let's just keep in mind, Ed Dupreet was a Republican. Ed Dupreet, you know, had... President Bush, 41, the father, the VP to Reagan, had him at his house. So I don't, you know, I reluctantly criticize Governor Dupree. Uh, but that said, um, it, was, it was the ultimate, we know it's corrupt, but we have the power and no one's going to stop us. And that's what they did. And it's, it's atrocious what happened. To me... That's what's it's almost like that's what's going on right now with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And if we've ever needed a Republican candidate for governor, it's right now because none of the Democrats are criticizing the governor on these. Listen, I'm going to play what he told said Channel 12. This is wrong. He knows it's a lie. They're not transparent. This is a bribe. Governor McKee has $1 billion in federal COVID money. That's our money, taxpayer money. He knows it's wrong. The other Democrats running for governor know it's wrong, but they're all vying for the union vote, so no one will see, say anything, right? And he knows that, and there's no Republican on the scene to be like, whoa, wait a minute, at least not one you know, high profile. To his credit, Blake Filippi, minority leader, he was on Channel 10 Last week, I believe, last week or two, I don't remember now, last week, I think, criticizing this. But, you know, today, Council 94 is going to vote on it. And the McKee people, see, this is this has totally turned me off on them because he they're, they're now in a quandary and they gave the Providence teachers three grand signing bonus ludicrous. Now all the other unions want it.
So the story's not going away. I'm going to say it right now. It's wrong. You don't give people it, and it's 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 an excuse to give them three thousand dollars. That's what it is. It's an excuse. They're they're holding him up, saying, "You want to be governor? Do you want us to go with someone else, or do you want us to remain neutral?" So they're not going to endorse, but they'll stay on the sideline. And with Governor McKee, the fact that he's going to give union members fifteen hundred dollars next July, so fifteen hundred this month, and then another fifteen hundred for what? For getting the vaccine, how many, according to him, 90, 95% of Rhode Islanders have gotten it. And what do they get? Nothing. What did, what did the regular taxpayer be offered? A, a $1 scratch ticket if you went to the dunk when they were, you know, he was there. This is a bribe. It's insulting. It should not go on. It's embarrassing. It's cor- corrupt. It's not transparent. His talking points are terrible. I don't know whether he came up with the idea, someone on his staff did, but this is corruption. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker with 45,000 employees in mass. What did he say? It's a mandate. Get the vaccine or you're out. Governor McKee said, I'm not ready to do a mandate. Mandate? So you have state workers now, union members that last, let's just say February, March, as I've said, they got the vaccine. Okay, they got it. And now Governor McKee saying, boy, that was really amazing the way you got that vaccine. I'm going to give you 1500 now for Christmas shopping. And then early voting in the Democrat primary for governor starts next August. So in July, I'll send you another 1500 just to remind you who gave you the money. How is that not corruption? It is corruption, as a matter of fact. So Channel 12 broke the story. You know, I didn't realize that they had caught up with him. I know Crandall did. Brian Crandall, but also uh, Channel 12 did. And I want to play that for you folks. Before I play it, just a reminder, this portion of the program brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Cougs. I'm going to be with uh, them this Saturday uh, with the police and Toys for Tots. And uh, R.E. Coogan and Heating, they're a big supporter. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. 401-732-6562, 24-hour emergency service. So this is uh, Governor McKee and what he told Channel 12. And I just want to be very clear. A stipend is something you give someone for, you know, they have to buy equipment or uniform along with their job. Not you take COVID money and you say, we're going to buy off the union members. And we have to do this now because we gave the teachers, Providence teachers, 3000 So now we have to give all the u- public sector now, public sector unions, three grand. It's, it's wrong. So listen to him. He 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 feels he has his talking points down, but they're they're terrible. All right, here we go. Vaccinated. Republican Sherry Roberts, who represents West Greenwich and Coventry, says she's not anti-vaccine, but argues the incentive disproportionately affects the pay of workers who cannot and will not receive the shot for medical or religious reasons. She says in a statement, "Quote: What is next? Are we going to incentivize?" Di- Diabetics not to eat sweets or smokers to quit smoking. This incentive gives an inappropriate appearance of coercion and that we are treading on a slippery slope. A new contract would give two $1,500 bonuses to some state workers who have been vaccinated. At an event today, Governor Dan McKee was asked about Democratic Deputy House Speaker Charlene Lima's criticism of the $3,000 vaccine stipend, calling it a misuse of taxpayer dollars. Governor says stipends like this are not uncommon. Stipends are used uh, often. We use it in the Providence teacher contract, right? And, uh, and they're used in multiple ways. In that, that case, it was federal dollars that were used. If there is a stipend on the state level, federal dollars will be used, not local state dollars, all tax dollars. But at the same point, there's a distinction between uh, federal dollars that can be used against uh, state dollars. The tentative union agreement caught all right, it, 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 it's not a, It's not a stipend. All right, it's not a stipend. Let me say this at 1221, and we're going to be talking to Nicole Salas uh, coming up, but it's not a stipend. It's it's not a stipend. It's insulting to try. Listen, we're not all idiots. I know the governor's people listen to this program, especially since he's the former mayor of Cumberland. And I, I know they, they think you're an idiot. Of course, they, they think I'm an idiot. They think, you're, they think everyone's an idiot. It's not a stipend. 
So stop calling it a stipend. And Channel 12 should not even be calling it a stipend. Mike Montecalvo, who I know, should have said the so-called stipend. That's, that's not a stipend. To call it a stipend is, it's, it's embarrassing. And, you know, if you want to check out, I posted, I mean, it's, it's Governor McGreed. But what's really insulting is that he thinks that if he tells you that two plus two is, is five, that you just nod along. Right. If he tells you, no, two plus two is five. No, it's five that everyone's just a moron and they they go along with it. And it's it's wrong. And I applaud Representative Charlene Lima for speaking out about it. Uh, Representative Sherry Roberts, who is a Republican. I, I mean, I had her on. I think her talking points a week. I get the diabetic thing. It's it, how is that not a bribe? Why are you giving it to them in July? Folks, you can read about it on the website, depetro.com, and it's brought to you by the Centerdale Comfort Food Cocktail, Centerdale Revival. Stop it and see Shane and Company, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. The guy is is just awesome. This is, um, it's corruption. And it also shows, it really, to me, demonstrates McKee Mum. All right, now here's the Globe. On $3,000 vaccine bonus for union workers as criticism emerges. Uh, that was posted on November 30th. It, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. Um, it's a bribe. So let me read that workers in Rhode Island's largest state employees union are voting on a contract deal. Gives them a $3,000 bonus that they're vaccinated. The votes will be counted Thursday. And some of them have already cast ballots. So there's 3,800 state workers with Council 94. But this is going to be to everyone, by the way. So this is going to be everyone. This is you're not just going to give it to a few union members. Anyone? I mean, no one's heard of that. According to Council 94, the deal they've negotiated first of its kind: two fifteen hundred dollar bonuses, one this month and the other in July, right before voting in the Democrat primary. Unlike his counterpart in Massachusetts, McKee has not imposed a vaccine mandate on the state workforce. No, he did it on the frontline workers. So among the questions, what, why, did they, why are they doing 3,000 bonuses? State Department of Health, oh, we're not involved with that. What did Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott say? Oh, it's all about equity. It's all about equity. Yeah, how is that equity? <sighs> McKee himself declined to get in the agreement, but an interview with Brian Candle said stipends are commonplace. It's not a stipend. See, now this is where they want to, you know, insult everyone. It's not a stipend. I like this. Um, when they did a grand slam incentive with the $1 scratch tickets at the dunk, how many people uh, showed up? John Hazen White Jr. was there. Our friend Gene. They were there for three hours. And um, 46 people showed up for the $1 scratch ticket. And John Hazen White Jr. described the turnout as dead. He said it was like me. And like six media guys, and that was it. Um, I was just trying to help, he said, about McKee. So he was the one that had to buy the scratch tickets. He spent, you know, $1,000 to buy the scratch tickets. So, but even he said no one went. So let's just be very clear. Let's just be very clear. And this is where I actually, and I don't want to criticize Representative Sherry Roberts, but she was saying, you know, nothing's being offered to the general public. Wrong. The general public was offered $1 scratch ticket. What are the union workers, state employee public union workers? There's 17,000 state workers. What are they being offered? $3,000. What's the general public? What were they offered? A $1 scratch ticket. Do you see the difference? Is that equity, Dr. Scott? Is that equity? See, it has to be about equity. Everyone's got to be treated the same in equity. These people are just absolutely, it, it is, it's, it's not your imagination. It, I get so angry talking about it because for people to buy, the, it's, it's not a stupid stipend. They changed it to that. No, it's a COVID bonus. As a matter of fact, in the contract language that they're voting on, it doesn't even mention the word stipend. It mentions the word COVID bonus. McKee, well, we can't talk about it because it's still being, what do you mean you can't talk about it? Well, we can't show it to the public until after it's approved. 
Because then that way it can't be changed. Does that make sense to anybody? Does that make sense to anyone with a brain listening? Listen, we know what it is. They they don't like that we, we know what it is. <clears throat> they try to convince you. This is what I mean. This is where it's insulting. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, that's a stipend. That, that's, uh, that's a stipend. That's, um, that's not, no, that, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's equity. Oh, okay. Yeah, equity. The re- Can you imagine the person that went down there to get the stupid scratch ticket? I'm telling you, you go to any, you put me in any vehicle, and I could probably find $1 and change. Equity. <laughs> I, I, I just, I can't believe the goal. We are really, there is a window open of opportunity right now for some individual that's going to run for governor and, and like, in speaking reality. This would be my idea of a great candidate for governor. Number one, there's no more critical race theory in the public schools. None. It's out. Parents have a say. Number two, no more of this. Union bonuses to the, the you know, the, the public sector unions. Zero. Um, why don't we try to work with small businesses and stop catering to the progressive left? Because that's what's going on. Dr. Scott. Oh, no, it's about equity. I like how she says, oh, you know, I'm not involved with what do you mean you're not involved with that? He's taking COVID money and using it as COVID bonuses. What do you mean you're not involved with that? Folks, this portion of the program, again, check out the website. It's brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, the Coesed Inn. They, they are just gutless, and, and it's wrong. But I don't believe, and I, I want to just mention, um, I could play the, and, and kudos to Brian Crandall for getting that. Channel 12, I, it, it, they're the ones that broke the story. I think um, they, they could have featured it a little more prominent, but... Um, they're the ones that that actually, uh, you know, broke the story. But to now try to spin it that somehow this is a, oh, no, this is used. All, oh, OK. Oh, yeah, it's used all the time. Yeah, we just, you know, we don't know any better. We're a bunch of simpletons. So Governor McKee, oh, no, see, that's called, you know, when it, oh, OK, is that what that is? Listen, we know what it is. You can try to pretend it's something else. Before I bring on Nicole Solis, let me just uh, one more time play. This was Governor McKee with Brian Crandall. I give Crandall credit for asking about it. It's a bribe. There's no other way to describe it. That's not equity. Here it is. This is a Channel 10 story. Thousands of Rhode Island state workers now has a lawmaker trying to end cash shots in the future. The governor is back on vacation, defending himself against the backlash. NBC10's Brian Crandall is live in Providence, where he questioned the governor. Brian? Well, Patrice and Dan, the largest state workers union, confirmed nearly two weeks ago that $3,000 vaccination bonuses were part of the contract deal uh. that its members are now voting on. Well, after being away, Governor Dan McKee is now talking about it. Why is that part of their contract when you've said all along that you don't think Rhode Islanders need incentives to get the vaccine? Well, at this point, I think it's premature to even be talking about the contract details. Yeah. Voting on it. That has not been approved yet. What? Until that gets approved, I'm not going to get into the details on it. But I would say that stipend is a pot about a pot of negotiations. Council 94, the largest state workers union, is expected to tally the contract that, 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 that votes Thursday ludicrous. on a deal its president confirmed to oh, me earlier I, this I, month. Premature to talk about it. The lap they sign off on it, then there's nothing we can do about it. If all 3,800 members got the shot, that would be more than 11 million dollars. Governor Dan McKee says the plan would be to use federal money to Does pay for any such matter? Can the state afford this? And I know you. It's federal money, but it's still taxpayer money. No, it's taxpayer money. I don't deny that. I'm just saying it gives it, it certainly gives us relief in our state budget, and what? we want to take every every advantage we can to do that. But tying it to a vaccine is irritating everyone. That, that, that is that is absolutely insulting and ridiculous. Period. There, there's no middle ground on this whole thing. There is no middle ground. All right, I want to um, let's bring on our star, folks. She is. You want to talk about guts? Holy cow. I mean, big time. All right, let me, um, boom, boom, boom. We're going to get her on the line. It is our friend, Supermom from North Kingstown, the only uh, individual who, by the way, should be booked on Lively Experiment and the Paolino Show. But let's uh, get her on right now. 
onto the program here, folks. Um, okay, here we go. And Hi, there you are. All right, folks, joining us right now from South Keystown is Supermom Nicole Salas. Good afternoon, Nicole Salas. Hello. The fearless you? one on Twitter, the person that is uh, turning the teachers' unions upside down. Uh, Nicole, obviously, I've invited you on uh, to talk about the fact uh, you're hearing yesterday with the teachers' unions, and you have them, and it's good, uh, drawing attention to what's going on. But I do want to give you a chance to weigh in on uh, this, this is so insulting uh, that it's equity to give a select group of people $3,000 to get the vaccine. Yes. And, you know, that is that is the problem with equity. Equity promotes treating people differently because they believe that if you treat people differently, it's a way to achieve equal outcomes. So people aren't equal. It's that you want the outcome to be equal. And if you need to incentivize different people differently, then equity says that's okay. And obviously, you can see how that is a principle that is very problematic when you apply it to different contexts like race, like gender, like, you know, vaccine incentives. So, um, you know, I heard you saying, like, that's not equity. And I thought, well, actually, that is equity. And and that's why people don't like it, because it's not about equality. It's the opposite of equality, right? The ends justify the means. That's right. And here, the means are treating people differently and unfairly. Yes, now, Nicole, let's get to the main event. Uh, the unions are terrified of you now. I will tell you, uh, I've never seen anyone, maybe with the exception of myself, but standing up to Bob Walsh of NEA Rhode Island, who's a professional negotiator. He's not an educator. He's brought on some of these local shows as. And I, I've talked about this, and I don't mean to bore you with it, but I told the audience how I've seen. Believe it or not, on Lively Experiment, they'll have him on, and I've seen panels they do on education. And they have the president of URI. They have the um, the, the superintendent of, of all schools. They have on the president of Rhode Island College. And then they have on Bob Walsh. He's not an educator. He's a professional negotiator. Nicole, what happened yesterday with the judge? So um, we had a summary judgment motion hearing. My attorney is asking or, you know, motioning to have the entire case dismissed on the basis that this is harassing litigation and that the teachers union doesn't even have standing under Rhode Island law to even file this lawsuit and have it be heard. So um, we heard both sides. Um, You know, I listened to the union attorney's arguments. I found them to be very confused and conflating. Um, Hard to follow, not because, you know, I I don't understand the law, but hard to follow because I I found her logic to be just, again, very confused. Um, By December 20th, or at least before then, the judge will issue an an oral decision as to whether summary judgment is granted. And if it's not granted, presumably we would proceed with discovery of the teachers union. Now, Nicole, and also, can you also touch on the fact that we've seen it now, they're basically colluding to try to get you banned from Twitter. That's the way they operate. Uh, you also had some, made some good points with the head of the Providence Teachers Union, which, by the way, it's, it's just ironic how people won't call them out on how, I mean, the Providence schools right now, regardless of who's at fault, it, it's considered one of the worst school districts in the entire country. And you'd never know it the way people to defer to them and treat them. And they go along. You'd think they're like a first place team. Uh, like the Patriots, and instead they're like the Detroit Lions. But what is it that they were all then uh, going after you on on social media? Well, you know, I'm giving them a fair amount of criticism. For example, the Providence Teachers Union supports affinity groups. The president, Mary Beth Calabro, yep. um, you know, has, has openly stated that they, they segregate teachers by race. But they say, well, we're not segregating them by race. We're just putting them into affinity groups where they're separated by race. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. They have no leg to stand on. If you separate people on the basis of race, you're segregating them by race. So when I told her that she was acting more like the KKK, who also believed that white people should have their own group, um, she then nuked her Twitter, refused to engage me on the merits, and now Bob Walsh is on social media encouraging teacher union uh, members to try to get me banned from Twitter. Um, and this is all because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm criticizing them and using intelligent arguments. And instead, they just want to silence and bully people that, that criticize them. Yeah, they are bullies, aren't they, Nicole? They really are. Uh, 
absolute bullies. I mean, Bob yeah. Walsh also went on a lively experiment yep. and said that you're you're not a stay at home mom if you're going to school committees, advo- uh, school committee meetings, advocating for your children. Yes. How does Bob Walsh get to define who is a stay at home? How about mom? that? How does Bob Walsh? Yep. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's quite misogynistic and sexist, actually. I, I can't be a mother who is advocating for my child's education. Yep. Um, I, I don't know what authority he thinks he has to go on public TV and say that. And, and then further bullying me on social media. And then have their attorney go to court and say, oh, we're not bullying Nicole. We're not harassing her. No. Really? Because... So it looks like you are every time I turn around. Yeah, they operate out of fear. And let's face it, you know, Bob Walsh, who, you know, went to Brown, professional negotiator, anyone that tries to disagree, very condescending. It is odd that an organization, meaning the teachers union, NEA, who is, it's basically, I think, 75%, almost 80% women, and yet they have uh, this incredibly arrogant egomaniac male who's in charge of them and he decides uh if you're and first of all he should have been called out on that program like what are you talking about where did that happen because that didn't happen he basically made that up yeah he he made it up he said that if you're a stay-at-home mom going to school committee meetings every night screaming about things that you don't like you're not you're not really a stay-at-home mom i mean school committee meetings don't even happen every night and right. parents are not you know screaming they're they're engaging in in civil discourse Yep. Um, and you're right, you know, they're, they're you know, for all of their complaining about equitable dis- distribution of, of gender and, and race, you know, their their own union is not very equitably diverse, right? I mean, with all these women and then one man in charge of them, I mean, maybe, maybe people need to start taking their equity principles to their own logical extremes and resigning yep. from their positions because they're not the right race or gender themselves. You know, in 2010, and again, folks, we're speaking with Hero Mom from South Kingstown, Nicole Solis, who was, um, it was a court hearing yesterday. This is uh, with the NEA, who's then trying to go after her. We're also going to have John Rich from the Goldwater Institute on next hour to talk a little bit about it. But, uh, Nicole, in in 2010, when Chafee got elected, uh, I discovered that he had put Bob Walsh on the transition committee. And I thought that was really offensive. And you shouldn't have a, a union head on the governor's transition committee. And, you know, I raised a big stink about it on, on the radio down the dial. And as a result of that, uh, the Chafee people took Walsh off of the committee. And then Walsh made clear to send over to me, like, I will get you someday. And then the same thing with Gina Raimondo, uh, to her credit, did pension reform. Wall sent a message, we'll, you know, get even with you, Ramundo, with the pension reform. And then in 2014, he ran and recruited Clay Pell to run against her in a Democrat primary. And by doing that, basically, he, he let Ramundo in, but he took out Angel Tavares. This is a guy who I'm telling you, Nicole, the local media, they, they treat him with this deference. It doesn't match. He is just a male version of Randy Weingarten. They, they don't care about education. They just care about union dues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I think parents are waking up to that and realizing that these heads of teachers unions and these teacher union sycophants are not experts on education at all. They are experts on organizing and they yes. are experts on, on protecting their own interests, their own wealth and their own political agenda. Yep. So um, parents have to be very careful when they see the teachers unions putting out these statements about, you know, students coming first and kids coming first. It's it's blatant propaganda. They're They're doing that to trick you. You know, and also just a final note on that lively experiment thing. Now, there were three people in the panel. One was the moderate, uh, the unbiased reporter of of the Boston Globe. But the other person they had, because then word kind of got back to them and they said, well, we had uh, a Republican who was there to balance out Walsh. The person they had, and I know her and nothing against her, but she is Leon Senek. She's very mild-mannered. She's, she's got a very quiet demeanor. She does work in the office at the Rhode Island Republican Party, or she did. But, like, that, that is, I mean, notice they didn't put a Nicole Salas or Erica Sanzi, or they didn't put someone like that up against Bob Walsh. They put someone against Walsh who, who he doesn't even consider a foe, that he just, like, steamrolls over. 
Right. If Bob Walsh wants to go on public TV yes. and disparage mothers, yes. then, and you and you want to balance that out, you put a mother in front of Bob Walsh That's and you right. let him say what he wants to say to a mother's face. Yes. So there was no balance in, in that um, A Lively Experiment episode. Nicole, how do you feel about the hearing yesterday? I feel great. My attorney, John Riches, did a magnificent job. Yep. And, um, you know, our arguments are, are very clear. Parents have an absolute right to request information. And the teachers union is illegally trying to interfere with that right. It's if this is a really simple case. And when you hear legal arguments like you heard yesterday that kind of like don't make sense and you're trying to follow and figure it out. It's not you. It's because it doesn't make sense. And they don't have a legal argument that that makes sense. And so just, I feel really good about it, and good. I'm looking forward to the judge's order. Yeah. And and just um, just so people listening know, and again, folks, we're speaking with Nicole Salas. What happens if the judge rules in your favor? What happens? And if the judge doesn't rule in your favor, what happens? So if the judge grants summary judgment, which is what we want, the whole case is, is dismissed. Yep. Um, and that's what we want. You know, we don't want parents to be sued for this. If the judge doesn't grant summary judgment, then presumably we would move on to the anti-slap claim. But, it, you know, I, I really I don't know every single option that can happen. Yeah. But um, either either way, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, this is just me speaking about my legal opinion because um, John is the expert. But I mean, I just can't imagine this isn't going to be appealed to a higher court. No matter what happens, because mm. the teachers union is probably going to keep bullying me. And, That's right. Um, and I'm certainly not going to back down on this because this is about every parent's right to request information about their kids' education. You know, that's, by the way, that's that's one of the tactics they use. And Walsh will always do that. When someone makes an argument about paying something, he starts to shake his head. I've seen this act for 20 years. And he says, see, you don't want to do that because then we're going to go to court and then you're going to have to pay the legal fees. So you might as well just give them the money they want because then you're going to be paying in legal fees. But where he is very underhanded is, see, they're all about precedent. They're all about precedent. The reason they have all the different, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I'm an expert on the teachers unions, but when they're in negotiation, let's just say with, I'm just going to pick someone arbitrary, the the Coventry uh, School Committee. They, they, yeah, they're going through the normal thing, but then they have one thing, one thing that they found out about that someone slid into a contract, whether it be Weingarten put it somewhere or someone in New York or San Francisco, they have one little thing. And if you're not fully aware of it, it seems innocuous, but they know what they're doing. So, and then when they slide that into the contract, whatever it may be, boom, Every other negotiation, whether it's in Pawtucket or Cranston or Providence, they all start screaming and saying, oh, and now you got to include this in because the Coventry teachers have that and the precedent's been set. And then when, when you know, look at Providence. Providence, the state and Governor McKee mistakenly gave them $3,000 bonuses. And now look at the end result. Every other public sector union member says, where's my 3000 Right. They're, they're constantly using the law and abusing the law to carve out new rights for, for the teachers union. And my case is another example of that. They are using um, a law called the, uh, the um, uh, Uniform Declaratory Judgments Act to try to interfere on the Access to Public Records Act. Yep. So they, they're very, you know, and, and, you know, they have smart lawyers that, that are trying to, to pull the wool over your eyes and trying to subvert the law and use it against you. So if, that's why it's important that we get this this case right, because if they win on this, mm. which, you know, first of all, it won't be the end of the day if they win on, on this right. one, but if they do, what's, what that essentially means is that anytime a parent makes too many public records requests, yep. oh, the teacher's union is just going to come in and say, well, we well, we want a declaratory judgment from the judge before we before we give anyone records, yeah. and that means that you have to pay you know fifty thousand dollars in legal fees if you want to um, you know preserve your your right and your interest in your own civil right to access information, and and the average parent isn't going to do that. They're just going to be like, oh, forget it. I don't, I'm not going to take out a second mortgage on my home to defend myself in court just to get information about my kids' public school. Yeah. So um, so this case is is really important, but I have confidence that. You know, my attorney made great arguments and that the judge is going to make the right decision. We're going to talk to uh, that attorney, uh, John Rich, who's coming up right after one. Folks, she is Nicole Salas. Nicole, again, <clears throat> excellent job. The people are behind you. You're on the right side of this issue. You're on the right side for children and families. Uh, keep up the good work and we'll have you on the program again. Thanks, John. All right, folks, there it is. The great Nicole Salas. I'll tell you, she is 
fearless. And I also want to, at uh, 1246, I just want to remind people, and I and I know this for a fact of covering this, that it's it's not what Nicole is doing. What Nicole is doing, it's it's not easy. Um, you know, I I attended the North Kingstown Town Council meeting, and I, you know, have attended, and by the way, she's hilarious at the school committee meetings, but there's a part of if you go to a school committee or a town council, and they don't want outsiders. So when you step up to the mic, you have to say, you know, Jim Jones, I live on Main Street in the town. A lot of people don't want to do that. Um, I've heard from people who would go to a school committee meeting and they'd say, you know, I, I, I don't I think this new contract for the public school teachers, I think it's too much. We shouldn't be paying that. Do you know they will, you know, and then the, keep in mind, the person said Jim Jones, Main Street, blah, blah, blah. Let's just say it's the town, of, you know, town of Johnston. Um, the union people, they they will follow the person out to the vehicle and take a picture of the car. And be like, oh, Jim Jones from Main Street, right? Like, now we know who you are. There have been people who, you know, they go, they speak at the meeting, and then they're home. And then there's someone out, you know, in front of the house and yelling out and beeping the horn. And then maybe they come back a half hour after that, and it's, huh, that's odd. There's someone, like, yelling and beeping. It's, it's all part of intimidation that they carry out. Their problem on this one is, it's, this is my opinion, they have picked a fight with the wrong individual, meaning um, Nicole Salas. Folks, good afternoon at 1248. The attorney that represented her on that, John Riches from the Goldwater Institute, we're going to talk to him uh, to start off the hour. But folks, um, it, I, I mean it. This McKee, um, let's see, someone even sent me uh, you know, the definition of, of stipend and how that is different than um, as nouns. The difference, a bonus and a stipend. A bonus is something extra that's good. While a stipend is a fixed payment, generally small, occurring at regular intervals, a modest allowance. You know, that, that is, that's a very good point and I appreciate that. The stipend, these, are, these are bonuses. Because Governor McKee is saying, oh no, it's just a stipend. No, the stipend is there were some people for instance, I know union members retired now they get a yearly stipend for a uniform in case they're going to march in a parade, right? There are certain people, there are certain people who get a monthly stipend for their cell phone. Or there are people that get monthly stipends for a gas allowance. That's not what this is. And Governor McKee should not be using that terminology. But he's doing it to try to convince you that it's okay. And, and, and it's not okay. Um, I also want to mention, by the way, um, and folks, as you know, uh, good afternoon again. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program, folks, it's brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. What a tremendous store diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. I bet you've driven past there. Pop in. Great Products, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health for oral and topical use, natural skincare products. Pop it and see Marie. You can get some great holiday gifts, Christmas gifts, if you will, depending on the, but, but on top of that, your shop, being local. And it's great quality and great teas. That makes a nice gift. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, as always, I encourage you, please, boom, 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 visit the website, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Tavolo Wine Bar in Tuscan Grill. Online at TavoloWineBar.com. There's a link at the website, DePetro.com. Providence location, Atwell's Avenue. Smithfield location, right near Bryant. And then the Warwick location, which is right there on Post Road. I, I love it. Big city food ambiance. Leonard and staff, they do a great job. Tavolo, Wine Bar, and, and Tuscan Grill. The um, For those listening, all of our Massachusetts listeners, you know, obviously yesterday, the big story, Governor Baker is not going to be uh, seeking re-election. We are going to have, we're arranging, we'll have him on the show. Jeff Deal is the Republican 
who will be, uh, he is running for governor. We're going to have Jeff on the show uh, quite a bit. And he ran a great campaign, came up on the wrong side of it, but he ran a great campaign against um, Elizabeth Warren. But Jeff Deal's a solid guy, and we're going to have him on the program. We're also going to have Scott Brown on the show. And then um, how about the fact Gail Huff, who is uh, married to Scott Brown? I've known Scott a long time. She is actually running in New Hampshire for Congress. So we'll uh, be talking to them. But but Jeff Deal, um, I think this is a really very good opportunity. This is a very good opportunity for Jeff Deal to become the the next governor of, of Massachusetts. As far as Rhode Island, uh, right now there's one declared Republican who has gone very quiet, uh, Dave Darlington. Now it could be, it could be that a lot of times they they poll, they think they have an idea of what the big issues are. So just so people understand, but what what they do, what you normally do, and there's nothing wrong with it, is they pull the the public to find out what what the what the issues, if their issues match up with the public, or it's really the matter of importance of what matters to people. For instance, you don't just go out uh, and start, um, just as an example, talking about. Uh, you know, there's too many illegals coming in. If that's not a major issue with the public, the only way you find that, and there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with it, is to to poll the public. I think uh, in Rhode Island, now, you know, what I may think would be a big issue, um, I think critical race theory resonates, and there's no one running for governor right now. I want to repeat this. At 1253, there's no candidate running for governor Against critical race theory, because the Democrat Party won't allow them to. Now, I'll give Governor McKee credit. He was a big proponent of charter schools. Uh, He has been a supporter of charter schools. The McKee people, I spoke to someone who said, you know, you're being too hard on the governor. He's doing what he has to do in order to, you know, I I get that. And that that is the nature and a big part of politics. But when you start bribing union members. Someone said to me, was, you know, in the McKee camp, saying, what, do you, you want Seth Magazine to be governor? I said, no. Do you want Nellie Gorbea or to be the, the next governor who just got the endorsement from Emily's list? Of course not. You know, do you want Matt Brown, who's playing homeless at the state house with their little tents? If anyone else went to pitch a tent and sleep at the state house, boom, they'd be kicked out two seconds. But because it's Black Lives Matter and Senator Cynthia Mendez and blah, 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 then they're allowed to break the rules, two sets of rules. Um, but I am telling you, I think, you know what else? Someone else raised a very good point. Uh, there, there is this is this one billion dollars. Rhode Island has a tremendous opportunity to lower the sales tax to back to where it should be. They actually do. You know, it used to be six percent. Before it went to 7%. Um, it's right now a unique opportunity to actually do that. And and that is to, to lower the sales tax rate. So it never should have been, it was never meant to go uh, to 7%. It should be 6% competitive with Mass and Connecticut. It was 30 years. The Deprit administration temporarily put the sales tax at seven percent the money is there in the past uh at the state house they would always say well we can't all right now i'm seeing right now kathy Gregg breaking rhode island council 94 announced it was approved the final vote uh was 1963 except 97 reject so they're getting their bonuses so now now governor mckee says oh now we can talk about it I mean, does that make sense to anybody? No. So they now they approved it. Now will he talk about it? Now we'll see if Governor McKee is going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm looking at New York Post. Man pacing streets with shotgun outside the U.N. building. I, I don't know what to make of that. Hey, how about the fact that... Um, I'll have to read this. Um, folks, again, we have another full hour to go here on the program. The... Um, the fact that how about the vice president, her main person that's always by her side, just got thrown under the bus. 
just got thrown out of the bus as being forced out. So Senator Cynthia Mendez is holding a rally ahead of a second night. Didn't she just do that last night? So now they're just going to be up there. I'll tell you what's so unfair about these people playing homeless and camping out at the Rhode Island State House. Now, you may say, well, what would be wrong with that? I'm telling you right now at 1256 on this Thursday that if that had been, let's just say the frontline workers who were forced out of. Yep, there it is. So Channel 12 has it as well. Breaking. So they passed. What an absolute joke. Of course they passed it. Of course Council 94 passed it. So $3,200 installments go to state employees for COVID vaccinations. Another one will come in September. So they got their money. Contract also includes 10% raise. Wow. What a disgrace. Boy, you know, I don't want to, I got to watch my language here, but there's an expression of exactly just how, what uh, Governor McKee, what their, you know, who, who, who's negotiating with, with uh, the unions on behalf of the administration? Obviously, no one with a backbone. I mean, that much has obviously been established. But, you know, now is Governor McKee going to talk about it? All right, so everyone has it. Rhode Island's largest state workers union votes to approve the new contract. $3,000 bonuses. Um, No one laid off, of course. No one furloughed. No, see, that's for the private sector. That's for the private sector. That's That's not for everybody. That's what they call, what's the magic word? Equity. That's equity. That's what that is in their mind. You know, what a what an absolute disgrace. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by the CBD store. Stop in and see them. 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Stop in and see Michael. And I'll tell him, tell him that you, first of all, you get 25% off at the CBD store. Try these Delta 8 gummies. You just take a quarter of one, not even a half, a quarter. And boom, you sleep tremendously. Delta 8 gummies from the CBD store. They also have these droplets for your pet. They have things, maybe you suffer from a bad back or your problems with your feet. Stop in and see Michael. They're very knowledgeable. If you're fighting stress, anxiety, sleep, pain or seizure, stop in and see them. They're also on Facebook, the CBD store. When you mention, I am a listener of the John DePietro show, 25% off, right off 95 Right on Post Road, right across the street from Airport Plaza, the CBD store Warwick. Stop in and see Michael. All right, next hour, more on this uh, controversy with Governor McKee and then also the attorney that represented Nicole Salas, John Riches from the Goldwater Institute. We're going to talk to him as well. Folks, next hour is either on the radio or it's online. The power hour is next. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. And then another full hour to go right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.